0: Welcome to The Fast Future with IFAC, where we explore how small and medium-sized practitioners are adapting to a rapidly changing world. I'm Christy Luzi, a principal here at IFAC, working with our small and medium-sized practitioners advisory group. One of our key initiatives is working with practitioners around the globe to see what current trends are and how firms are working differently in our evolving business environment. We've been honored to speak to practitioners from different parts of the world about what they see happening on the ground. For this, our fourth episode, the advisory group was joined by Paul Redmond, an Irish professional accountant. Paul is a qualified CPA and QFA with 30 years of experience. His experience covers a range of issues, including the digital transformation for SMPs. Paul started his own firm, RDA Accountants, in 2002. He and his team offer a range of compliance and advisory services. Paul recounted his experience with the accounting software Xero in the early 2000s when his firm first went digital.
1: I honestly and truly and firmly believe with every being in my body that the digital practice is a real opportunity for accountants to thrive, really, really thrive within the industry. I also believe that there's never been a better time to be an accountant in practice in the history of our profession. In 2010, I heard about this crazy team called XeroCon. So we went over to London. We brought the full partner team with us over to London to see what this whole thing was about. They were talking about all the, the way AI and advisory service could easily be delivered by the use of uh, online accounting. Of course, for me, I always, looked, I always loved this plan because I was always a future, futuristic thinker and a modern forward thinker. So I brought all my partners with me and I brought the senior team with me. And uh, we came over and everybody got excited by this. We came back over to the practice in Ireland and we implemented it straight away. So we're very, very early adopters in Ireland. This is where the major first hurdle hit us. As an early adopter in Ireland, uh, zero didn't work properly. And uh, when we implemented it, we went hook, line and sinker into the, into the advisory stuff. But what really happened to us was then I lost the team because we were too far ahead in my, in my cop process. And we hadn't linked up my leadership. And my vision for the future with the reality of what's happening on the team. In a lot of instances, that's happened currently with people that are becoming digital. I lost, uh, lost the team, but my other partners hated this. And then there was pressure on the relationships within the partnership. But what the biggest thing was, compliance work became way too expensive to complete. Because we were using Xero, we're putting stuff in onto zero, and then we were finding it really difficult to make money. And the, and the reality was that we were losing money on the compliance work. And this led to this digital adoption fear. And this, this is very relevant at the moment. A lot of people that I speak to now say it's not applicable to my practice. There's not enough ex- technical experience within the practice to actually go digital. So within the practice, how do I actually do this digital journey? I don't know how to do it. I'm not computer literate. I'm too old to change, as, as some of the ones I've heard recently, as the age of the practice owners uh, advance. We can lose all our data and we could have data breaches. That's another big fear. And compliance work can be more expensive to complete when we uh, implement this digital stuff because it's going to take us longer to do it. But think of the situation where people are currently getting invoices sent into them on in the mail, by email. They're t- printing out the invoices and manually putting them back into the system. I mean, it's just to me at this stage, when you look backwards on this stuff, it's ridiculous. When you look forward, I can see the fear. So practice owners are stuck. The the reality of digital adoption is practices won't survive unless they they adopt digitally. Technical experience in a practice is not needed for digitization. The system will do the work. You just have to understand how actually the system gets connected. Talk to people who have done it for your practice size. If you're a startup, it's easier. If you're a mid-sized practice, talk to people because different size practices can have an effect on how you approach this. Talk to your team, engage with your main team, and let them know what's going on prior to launching it on them. Internal digitization before external. Get your own house in order before you go and do it for your clients.
0: Our discussion turned to the theme of building trust and enabling sustainability.
1: That's exactly what digital practices are about. We build trust within our own practice and we try and enable, sustain the future of the practice. Under building trust, we're the trusted advisors for a client. COVID was incredibly powerful for this, especially in our own areas. We became the change masters for business. We flipped everything on a coin. It wasn't within two days we were working from home, but with that, we, we, we were able to make contact with all our clients. We were able to check in with them. We were able to do all that. That urgency and that planning is, the, is how we can actually help our businesses. So we, we really are the change masters of business and the future of, of accountancy
0: to me has been to change masters act now to build on the response paul offered his perspective on the opportunities for practitioners in advisory services
1: my belief is the purpose of a digital practice is to modernize the practice for future growth as to build an incredible team around you and build the client's incredible clients experience as well and as to create practice value for the leaders and the owners of the practice My purpose as a digital strategist really is to help practice owners and firms on their journey from the compliance to advisory, because that journey is really, really difficult at times to understand. And for me, the first thing I had to do when I was looking at that journey was to put my own definition on what's compliance and what's advisory. Because as far as I look everywhere, and I can't find a particular definition. So my definition of it is advisory starts from here and looks into the future. So whatever service you're adding to your clients Anything that's looking forward or into the future, to me, is advisory services. Anything that's done in the past with historical data is compliance services. That allowed me to actually look at my practice completely differently from that perspective. So how do you get your staff to talk about advisory with the clients? What we started doing was, even with the new guys coming in, um, we've had three new people coming straight out of secondary school in Ireland, 18 years of age, coming on, trained up to do payroll and books and records and that. We have our staff speaking to clients at the start. They're doing lots of little things. I need to add on extra people onto my payroll and their awareness. So my job is awareness, education, and accountability. So keeping them aware that they're capable of doing this stuff and recognizing that You don't have to charge for everything.
0: In Paul's experience, personal connections make all the difference engaging and meeting client expectations.
1: For me, robo-advice or somebody doing accountants for really cheap and just send them into a tax office. Certain clients would have that, but real business owners don't want that. They want to talk to somebody. I had this client as my favorite client and the client I dealt with the most and the client that I always, if I was doing anything new, I'd I'd ring her her up and ask her, you know, look, I think this is really suitable for you because my problem with advisory services was I was able to deliver them to a batch of my clients, but not to all of them. So I rang her up one day and I said, look, I think I have this new thing. And I knew instantly on the phone there was a problem. Didn't know what the problem was, but knew instantly there was a problem. Just knew by the the voice and by everything. I said, is everything okay? Well, she said, I think I'm going to leave and move practices. Now, that was probably one of the biggest shocks I ever got in practice. She said, I don't think we're getting enough advice. So I said, would you please mind sitting down with me and let's just have a conversation. And we sat down for possibly two hours, maybe two and a half hours. And we just talked about all the issues that she was facing in our business. And I could solve every issue for her, quite simply. I actually had the keys to the kingdom for, for solving those issues. And as we sat down and talked, we realized that I didn't know that she wanted this. She didn't know what I could do. So one of the biggest change processes is speak to your clients because they don't know what you know. And we're change masters. She has came fully back on board with all our service offerings. And we are now, she is now one of our biggest supporters. She talks to everybody about that. So the change for that and the reality sitting in for me was advisory is the answer. Now we have to really figure out how to deliver. Triage accounting is where to begin in my humble opinion. So for me, what I mean by triage accounting, when you speak to your clients as a leader and an owner or a practice development manager or whatever other word you want to call it, Sitting down and talking to the client and being aware of what's happening in their business allows you to bring in all services that you offer and all partnership services. And if you can go to the client with the triage problems before they know it, then you have a really successful practice.
0: To conclude, Paul gave us his advice on how SMPs can best transform their practices in the short term and the long term.
1: Communication for me is the key to growth. So... The biggest problem of communication is the illusion that has taken place. Mark Twain was a famous statement by him, but for me, written communication is the same as auditing. You have to write the stuff down. You have to, the fact that you know it in your head, and it's not on paper is no good. Internal first. No need for new clients until you uh, until internal fully services are done. Build for the future. Hundred year practice. Assign accountability and dates. In other words, have your timelines done and what you're going to do. Review your KPIs. It can only take five minutes in certain instances, but it was taking hours to get this information where we now have it really quick. So where are you now? Where are you going to? And how can I help you? They're the three best questions we can ever ask.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode of The Fast Future with IFAC. Thank you for listening and please look for our conversations with more practitioners coming soon.